and welcome to another edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast. Uh, a lot to talk about tonight, and to help me, uh, I'm going to bring on the one, the only, Brian Doan, a recruiting guru extraordinaire and, and a mastermind of all sports. So uh, we're bringing you on for a basketball one tonight, Brian. Ron Harper yeah. Jr., Geo Baker announced today on the deadline of the draft that they're coming back to Rutgers, withdrew their names from consideration. Uh, big news for the program. Big news, so we had to get the heavy hitter to talk about it. Um, Brian, uh, first of all, how are you? I'm doing well, and let's just hope this basketball podcast goes better than the last time we did one. <laughs> well, I mean, it went fine. I, I don't know if the reaction was was fine, but but let's see if we can do better. <laughs> I think I think we can. I think we can. Uh, I think we can equal it. <laughs> so, Brian, I mean, we expected this news to come out, and and you know, and you made a good point when we talked about them uh, putting their name in con- for consideration. It, it's helpful in a learning experience, I guess. You know, what's your take on them entering? their name and then you know coming back yeah it makes complete sense to do both i mean why not enter it see what's out there see what kind of feedback you can get and if you surprise some people and all of a sudden they're talking about hey you know we're, you can get drafted or you know a team in the far east or in in europe or you know somewhere else is gonna you know maybe the middle east is gonna draft you and or or, or sign you and and you know, pay a million a year or whatever it is, well, then it makes complete sense to do something like that. Um, it, it's like a no harm, no foul kind of thing. Why not do it if it's available to you? What, what does it hurt? I mean, it's not like all of a sudden they've stopped working on their basketball game. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Ron Harper or Geo Baker need to spend time with the team for them to gel. I mean, they've been around Geez, I, I think by the time this is over with those two, they're going to be as, around as long as Rick Datica was back in the day. <laughs> You're going back there. <laughs> uh, so I, I, now with Ron Harper, I mean, he, it was kind of a tale of two seasons for him, you know, averaging almost over 20 points a game every night for the first half. And then, you know, in the latter stages, I think he had just two 20 point games. Um, how much can he up his stock, in your opinion, this year, um, you know, with a more consistent season? Yeah, I think consistency is the key for him. Um, you know, it was a little bit, I mean, he shot the ball so well at the beginning of the season that it was it was unrealistic to think he was going to keep up at that level. And if he did keep up with that level all season, he wouldn't be coming back. Um, right. he, he's got to get more consistent with his jumper. The one thing you like about Ron Harper that, you know, he's got going for him that, that a guy like Gio may not have when you're looking at the NBA is, I mean, Ron Harper has, you know, he's wide shoulders, he's big bodied. I mean, he, he has the frame to be an NBA guy. Now that, now listen, if you're in the NBA these days, you can shoot, and you got to be able to take guys to the rack and, and he can go to the basket and, and I think he needs to continue to do things like that. And it will make it even easier for him to, to get those open shots. But I just think he's got to get more consistent shooting. He's got to be more in tune and more in rhythm of the offense. There were times where he would take shots last season and we were like, well, he hasn't shot the ball in about eight minutes and it didn't matter how many people were on him. He was shooting that ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have to get away from stuff like that, but you know, you want to, you want to improve as a shooter. If you're Ron Harper, I, I remember covering guys, you know, whether it was at UConn or, or UCLA that you would think, man, they're, they're not going to last unless they can really shoot the ball. Um, and, and then 
they figure out a way to, to get better. I mean, I, I can still remember having a discussion with Ben Hallen um, in the Morgan Center at UCLA, which is their athletic building, after a press conference. And I said, hey, you know, I, I hear Westbrook may go to the NBA, Russell Westbrook. And he's like, man, mm -hmm. he's going to have to really work on his shot and develop a jumper. And, you know, Russ has done that. Um, and, you, and you see what he did in the NBA and what he does in the NBA. He, but So Harper, he's just got to be more consistent shooting. Now, Brian, um, you know, Ron Harper's just part of the uh, equation today. You know, Geo Baker also comes back. Um, you know, I don't think he had as much of a realistic chance of getting drafted as, as Harper um, had that high ankle sprain in the first game. And, you know, it, it looked like it really bothered him. I mean, he still played well, but, you know, those things linger and, and, and they take time to heal. But, um, you know, we kind of expected him to come back. Uh, maybe he could have went overseas. What's what's your thoughts on on his you know venture into this process and his return? Yeah, I mean, hopefully he got some good feedback about things that some teams want to see, some GMs want to see. But, you know, you also have to remember a guy like Geo Baker, who, you know, I don't believe he worked out for a ton of teams. But, again, it's about the experience and seeing what's there. He's a recognizable name. So, I mean, Bobby, you and I spoke. I mean, you you were a, a big proponent of the fact that he was going to come back just because of all the um, name, image, likeness stuff that he was dealing with you know going through last year and, and being an advocate for it mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you know you have that chance and so he has a chance to take advantage of it now and i think that happens but listen geo baker um he can create his own shot with his huge uh he's not a great shooter but he is a clutch shooter but i i look at it a guy like him and you know I know everybody will look at Trey Young and what he did in the NBA playoffs and say, hey, guys with a slight frame can can still accomplish a lot in the NBA. And, that, and that's true. But, you know, Geo Baker has to be a more consistent shooter, a more consistent scorer. Um, but keep in mind, when these guys do these things, he may work out for a team and it may not work out with that team, but they may know people in Europe who are looking for players or there's always these opportunities. You know, it's the old thing of like, Every day you play, it's a job interview, and and I think that's accurate with Geo Baker, and and I think it it also gives him a little bit of realization that hey, this is not an easy gig to get to the NBA or to be a pro basketball player, and it just gives him the experience of going through it, um, and and I think that's huge, and and I think when you look at these two coming back, and and Bobby, you would you would know this more than I would, but you know. I know they lost Miles Johnson, who who transferred back home to California, but you know, you got Cliff Amiori. If they can figure out a little bit of front court depth, and you got guys that can score the basketball, like if Geo's healthy and Ron Harper going to the going to the rim, and maybe they make up for some things that you're going to lose with Jacob Young. Um, I think if you're saying, hey, Steve Peichel is the guy and he's building this program for the long haul, then are the pieces in place to make another run to the NCAA tournament? And and I would think when those two guys are coming back and some of the talent in the program, you would have to think that that's the expectation level now. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it really looks like they're they're in good shape now. I mean, you know, when they both declare Jacob Young left, Miles Johnson left, it seemed like the sky was falling, Montez Mathis. But, um, you know, now that the dust is settled, you, you might have a more cohesive team. Uh, 
you know, and, and you have Andre Hyatt comes in. He, he came in out of high school with high expectations, uh, you know, potentially get the uh, San Jose State transfer, Ralph Agee, who uh, I'm hearing things are looking good there. Um, it could be, you know, the a, a, a same year as last. And then you have the rack is going to be filled. So it gives them such an advantage. They were 19 and one the preceding year with fans at home. Uh, I mean, that that's just, you know, it's unheard of. And, and um, I, I think that'll really work to their advantage. Yeah, I, I see that. I see the home court advantage working working in, in their favor, obviously, because it. listen, even when Rutgers is bad, it's a hard place to play when there's only 5,000 people mm-hmm. in. So you have that, but you also have, you know, not only do you have two good players back in Ron Harper and Geo Baker, but, I mean, they're pretty old now, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, these aren't like, you know, these 17, 18-year-olds fresh out of high school. They have experience. And and so you, you would hope that some of the guys who did not get huge minutes last year would wind up um, developing and getting some more minutes. But, you know, with Geo Baker and Ron Harper, you just got, geez, what, 65 to 70 minutes a game, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on a big game night. And so that's pretty good. When you're talking about you have – you have 200 minutes to fill. All of a sudden, you you just filled what was that 40% or so of them. So yeah. that's that's uh, that's a pretty big day. Um, and I think, you know, when when you look and see what they did recruiting and on the transfer market, um, they kind of knew this was going to happen that these two were were going to be back. Um, right. And so from that standpoint, it, it makes sense with why, you know, they, they're going after some bigs and stuff like that and guys that can really help in the paint. And, and now it's a question of who can develop and who can really make that big step for them um, of maybe somebody who was a, a more of a role player last year that, that can really be, another scoring option because i think that's what you need you need to find a third legitimate scoring option you know and and the guy that, that could be that guy Jaden jones came in you know as an early enrollee he didn't really play much you know some some end game minutes but you know he's a he was a former four star you know maybe he can help out i, I don't know for certain yet but um you know, there are some guys with potential and, you know, they you also mentioned the minutes. They're also getting 25 points a game back. And, and that's with Gio not healthy the whole year. You know, he was coming off the bench. He had some games where he didn't, you know, play as many minutes or take as many shots. So, um, you know, it's tough to make up that many points on, on a night to night basis. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. I mean, there there is no doubt that getting those points back and you would expect him to score more right because mm-hmm. you want him to return to the um season that got cut short and how he was playing there um but I, you know listen you gotta you know to me the key is you know what you're gonna get out of harper and geo it's the coaching staff's job to have developed cliff at this point to mm-hmm. where they can get 25 minutes a night from him and get some points inside and develop some kind of offensive game and not have him get in foul trouble um, and, you know, get a little more help and, and in some points from the, from the inside. I mean, listen, Miles Johnson was a really good player. Um, if he was an offensive threat, he would not be going to UCLA. He'd be going to the NBA. So, so you lose a rim protector there, but also a guy who would get in foul trouble sometimes. Um, so to me, it's up to the coaches now to develop the guys that were in the program and, and kind of 
have some of those guys who didn't play a lot of minutes last year make bigger steps. I, I think that's huge for them. No question. No question. And and Brian, I wanted to touch on, you know, um, you mentioned the name, image, image and likeness. Geo Baker, such a, a, a proponent of that, such a visible proponent. Um, you know, he, he was right at the heart of that movement and he comes back, already announces a deal. How big of a role do you think that was in his return? And, and what do you foresee with this? Because this is uncharted territory. Yeah, well, a couple things with that, right? Because I heard a lot of things or, or read a lot of things about, you know, he was doing that stuff during the NCAs and it was taken away from his focus. I mean, that's such a load of garbage. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, so you're telling me worry about the name image likeness stuff, you know, that takes away. But but having to study for two exams while you're in the NCAA tournaments, that doesn't take away. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a joke, right? These By the time you're Geo Baker's age, you're pretty focused and you know what to do to take care of business. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think from that standpoint, um, he knows how to handle all this stuff. I think if he had legitimate options to make a lot of money going pro, he wouldn't be back, whether it was in Europe or wherever, um, because you'd make more money there than you would with the name image and likeness stuff. But listen, he is a guy who a lot of people know now, right outside of Rutgers as an advocate for certain things. Um, and, And I think probably more than anybody at Rutgers, um, probably not named Greg Schiano, he has, national appeal right he or i shouldn't say he has he has an image or 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 a name recognition that goes beyond rutgers mm-hmm. um and so i think it's going to be really interesting to see what he can get out of it now listen i i don't care you know what you're he's the face of rutgers basketball i don't care that ron harper's back mm-hmm. geo baker's the face of rutgers basketball and and you know that's another thing that Pykel and and every other coach in the country is going to have to deal with is you know if geo's getting some kind of endorsement or or paid for his you know brand then if somebody else isn't getting it, are they going to be mad? And especially in basketball where you know what everybody looks like, unlike football where they're in a mask and helmet and everything. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would think that Geo should be able to sign some stuff. I, I would think he'd sign stuff pretty early in the, pro, you know, in the next week or so. I would right. expect some stuff to come out. But, yeah, I mean, he's got name recognition. He's a likable guy. He's got a good smile. He's got a great story in terms of being like 112 pounds when he got to Rutgers <laughs> and and becoming a face of the program and, and leading him to, you know, what should have been two NCAA tournaments in a row based on what happened the, the, the previous season. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think this is this is going to be really interesting to see, because if you look at Rutgers athletics, there is no more marketable person right now than Geo Baker. Mm-hmm. And. So right now you're going to see the earning power of a star at Rutgers. Yeah. And it's an exciting time too, because you know, you've, you've, you know, lived through those years when basketball was just, you know, a cellar dweller. And now not only are they winning, you have these recognizable faces. And, and like you said, Gio was at the forefront of the NIL movement. Um, so I think it should be an exciting year. Now fans back in the stands, it should, uh, it's a new normal, I guess, for Rutgers basketball. Is that fair to say? 
well, <laughs> them in the postseason is not normal, but I mean, <laughs> everything else is. And yeah, I, I think when you when you look at it, um, and we've talked about it before, between what's going on with football, um, what is going on with basketball, men's basketball. Yeah, I mean, you've waited decades for this. If you if you were a Rutgers fan, so enjoy it and enjoy the fact that uh, you know you're gonna have a, you should have a really good team again. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure people will be really happy when the whole non-conference schedule is out and people complain about why Rutgers isn't playing like Duke and North Carolina every other game. But <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think it's I think it's. Uh, if you're a Rutgers fan, you should be really excited right now. And you know they have a couple of Clemson and Seton Hall in there mixed in with, with some uh, with some mid majors. But you know I, I'm not even going to fault them for you know because you play such a tough 20 game schedule in the Big there's, Ten. There's Why no not? reason. To, there's no reason to play a really tough non conference schedule. Right. Pad asinine. that schedule with wins. Pad it with wins, and you know come selection time, you know those those couple numbers will. will, will you know, turn heads a little more. Hey, nobody cares that you beat, you know, Northwest A&M State, you know, mm-hmm. university, if you get to 20 wins and you're in the Big Ten. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's yep. going to be like, ah, geez, you know, I realized they were only, you know, 15 and 15, but look at that non-conference <laughs> schedule. Boy, that was great, huh? I mean. You know, uh, the only I don't fault him for that. You know, one game I went there the opener a couple of years ago. They were playing a D two or D two or D three something. It was like a real small school somewhere. And I'm like, wait a minute, I came up here for this. You know what I mean? It was, the tallest guy was like six five. I was like, come on, Pikes. That'd be, so <laughs> say, that'd be like you point. You know, you, you got to bring up your your team that you play on, and, and maybe they can <laughs> I don't, get, maybe get a run with them at the rack. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I'd last too long up there. That's a bigger court, you know. <laughs> I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can walk it up and just chuck up the threes. I mean, you've seen yeah. that before. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Well, Brian, I mean, you know, exciting day for Rutgers fans, even though we kind of knew it was coming. Um, any closing thoughts on, on this, you know, uh, decision day for Harper and Baker? Yeah, I think the next time, you know, like if Cliff decides to put his name into the draft next year, cause he has a good season. Remember that, putting your name in is only the beginning of the process for these kids, not the end of the process. Good point. Good point. I know it seemed like when, when Gio announced, I said, wait, what? And, and, you know, then I kind of thought about it. So oh, that kind of makes sense. So um, hundred percent makes sense. I mean, I've been, I've been going through this. Listen, man, I, I, I covered UConn when they had Rip Hamilton and Khaled El Amin and those guys. So, you know, they, they were doing it back then and you do it now too. I mean, it, it's the smart thing to do. Um, because and, and the NBA's done a, a smart thing by allowing these kids the time to go through training and everything. Imagine if colleges, you know, let the kids back in with the NFL, but no, they have to declare by like January 10th or whatever it is. And then if you have bad workouts, you can't come back and, and it's terrible on, on that vein. So I, I, I applaud the NBA for, for the way it's structured. Yeah. Hopefully the, the NFL catch up and, and, kind of mirror the same you know format it, it just helped the kids so much more yeah and, and that's what it is it's it's trying to it's trying to help kids make a difference in their lives and you, know, you get a kid who leaves after two years or three years and doesn't really graduate from college for the nfl well if you let them come back and you know let them get that degree and and 
get another internship. You know, it'll help in the long run with um, making society better, in my opinion. There you go. Good point. Or you could be like Jacob Young and do both. You could declare and enter the transfer portal and play a six year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you yeah. can't make that stuff up. Yeah, well, I mean, well, good for him, man. Go get be safe on Huggins and go get yourself a degree and two master's degrees while you're there in you school. Go. There you go. And, and, you know, the team, you know, I've always liked Jacob's game. Uh, you know, uh, he's, he, hockey and ice, very exciting. But it'll be interesting to see the dynamic now with him not in the equation and the guys back. And, you know, I'm not saying that it was any, you know, that that was the culprit of any anything. But it'll be interesting to see how this new team with, with this new, um, not new, but, you know what I mean, without some of the guys and adding a couple new pieces, how it gels. Well, I'll just say this and and – Right now, you can once you get to this part, cue the meltdown on the board. But I'll just say this: it can't be worse when you're talking about the chemistry of the team at the end of this season compared to now. It can't be worse. Good point, and um, I think we could probably end it on that note. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, well, thank happy you for summer, letting... everyone! <laughs> <laughs> happy July eighth. Uh, <laughs> So uh, thank you again, Brian. Appreciate it. And you can always interact with Brian on our message boards, the round table, um, you know, join us every day is, is an adventure. Uh, we have content coming nonstop at 24 seven sports for Brian. Don't I'm Bobby Darren. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time.